hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and whose bright idea it was to get all the king's horses involved in putting Humpty Dumpty back together. Yeah, I wouldn't think a horse would be too much of a help in that. Yeah, not so much. No, not so much. I get they have hooves, not hands. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Actually, do they have hooves? It's not really a hoof, is it? Is it a hoof or a horse? My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly, Matt Polly, and our uh, special guest host, Todd Fife. Hello. On Twitter, at Todd Fife. It's not really that original. Yeah. I mean, it's right on the nose. It works. F-I-F-E. Right to the point. Todd. T-O-D-D. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, like the, the the fox and fox and the hound only had one D, I believe. No, I didn't yeah, it's that. true. You're right. Yeah. See, well, uh, it's that. like now it's like having two Michaels on the show. <laughs> great. <laughs> news. I tell you, I'm on Michael's side news. all the time. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> breaking news: Fox and the Hound came out in what, like 1950 something? We're breaking the news. It's only one D. Okay, move on. Move on. All right, yeah, we're gonna stay away from the D. Um, so we're gonna talk, go into uh, what are you drinking? Um, uh, um, should we talk about Todd at all? Do we want to say anything about Todd, or just kind of like let it? Todd was. Will he be a flower that kind of blooms out of like, slowly <laughs> unfolds like throughout that. the episode? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, this is Brad talking. Hi, Brad. <clears throat> Todd is a friend from college. And was in my wedding. And I was in his wedding, apparently. You were, but you do not remember. <laughs> you were the best man, weren't you? And we didn't even have alcohol at my wedding, you don't remember it. Oh, my you lord. You don't remember I wedding? remember, like, various, like, a few snippets, but other than that. I don't hardly remember Matt's wedding. He's my brother, so that's, yeah. you know. Um, also, uh, Todd is a Patreon supporter. Mm-hmm. He's and a turd. He is a, 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 a turd. The word is the turd. <laughs> He is. Uh, Wait, yeah. wouldn't it be the turd? Turd is the word. Is the word. Uh, he's well. I've had a few drinks. Let's, let's be real. Let's get this <laughs> over there. We had a cookout at my house, and it's uh, yeah, we were pre-gaming a little yes. bit. Yes. Um, but yeah, Todd is 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 uh, he's on the pastor's pub. Yeah. Um, which coincidentally is uh, who this round is on the pastor's pub. Um, I want to talk a little bit before we get into the beers. There was something on the pub that happened. Um. You know, yesterday, almost 24 hours ago, uh, August Blondahl uh, wrote a little post, and it, to me, it, it summarized like the world right now and mm-hmm. kind of the the oasis that the pub is right now. Yeah. Um, it says I've been thinking about the pub today, how it's genuinely encouraging to know there's a place to come and meet with other people who may or may not share the same opinions, but who are all willing to share the same table. I don't have much of this. I don't don't have that as much in my offline life. There are a few people I talk to um, the same way, but they're often busy with their own families or live too far away to see them all the time. I think that's where the online place like this can bridge a gap, where people used to live relatively in small groups and see each other often. Uh, they could form a tight knit community. Now I barely know my neighbor's name, and we run in different circles. Uh, that doesn't fly so much. Oh, and uh, it also helps that we don't have to uh, deal with others' uh, annoying personal habits like chewing loudly or um, <laughs> anything like that because uh, that probably helps with unity too. Uh, anyways, thank you for being a friend. So um, the hub, that's what it, the part, the hub, the pub, um, 
the uh, Pastors Pub has become uh, that oasis for people. And yes. It's really cool. So, yeah. Including you, for us. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's like um, Facebook is kind of a landmine right now. It's a cesspool of shit. It is. It's awful. Well, you know. That's it's, terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but if you'd like to join us on the pub, um, it's a really uh, respectful dialogue. Um, support us on patreon.com slash podcast. That's my brief announcement. What are you guys drinking? What are you Go got? ahead, Matt. I'm drinking my Aberlauer. Uh, how do you pronounce that? It's a Highland Speyside single malt scotch. Um, originally, it's cast strength, which means it's a lot stronger than um, a normal single malt would be. Um, it's 60.7% alcohol, which is really high. Um, Brad's, Brad actually has the same one, but it has different strength. Yeah, it's like it's 58, weird. I think. No, mine's like 52%. So yeah. mine's significantly stronger than his. But I feel it's, like... It's matured in uh, Spanish uh, sherry casks. Hmm. So. I feel like whoever named that was just like, we should just name blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that's exactly how it came about. It's really best we just don't dignify that even with a response at this point. I I don't know. I feel like we should just... I feel like with him tonight, we should poke the bear. But it's... uh, at any rate, it's 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 a monster. You kind of have to... Like a lot of good whiskeys, they'll tell you to sort of put a splash of water in it to sort of... It it releases uh, some... It's good, but it is not a beginner's scotch. It is not a beginner's scotch. Yeah, it's good though. Scotch, scotch, scotch. That's what I'm drinking. Cool. Michael, what are you having? I am drinking Monty Python's Holy Ale. Oh, I've, yeah. I haven't had that, yeah. but I've seen it's it. It's the Holy Grail, but with the, the G and the R um, <laughs> match. Oh, it says, tempered, this is my, the best part about this label, uh, tempered over burning witches. So. <laughs> is it good? Um, I'll have you, uh, you try it. Um, I mean, so no. That's, that my son and I just watched. No. Uh, I just my thirteen year old. I watched Monty Python and the Holy Girl for the first time together. That was fun. Hmm. It's not bad. It's like an English style ale. It's, it's not bad. Kinda, I like that. It's kind of. It's definitely an English ale. It's an English ale. Mm-hmm. That's good. Kind of malty and it's a little smoky. Mm-hmm. Like what's good? You want to try it? I'm good. I was trying to quit the Holy Grail. I don't like polygerms, so well. no shame in that. No. All right, what are you having, Mr. Fox? I have no idea. Whatever Matt gave me. Uh, It's it's a poly cocktail. It's uh, the San Pellegrino. I think it's been featured before on the show with somebody else. I had it once. Yeah, San Pellegrino with gin. But it's a pomegranate San Pellegrino. Pomegranate and orange. I'm usually not a pomegranate person, but it's good. good. Pretty tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Polly's got a cocktail. Yep. Wait, you say you put gin in it? Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Which, Which kind of gin? Cheap. Cheap, Jen. Yeah. Thanks. He gave he gave, he gave well, the poison. Well, here's the thing: like we have so many neighbors over now, that, like they all want these drinks. It's like, man, I can't buy twenty dollar bottles of gin like uh, once a week. Tell like, them to buy their own. Booze. Can't do that. Well, they've been given some money here and there, but it's not really covering the tab. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Time to pay the fiddler. They have an extensive tab at the Polly's Cocktail Lounge, so yeah. so we bought the ten dollar bottle of Seagram. Yeah, so. I don't blame you. If you're mixing it with stuff, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I mean, if you're. Yeah. Putting San Pellegrino in it. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. My turn. I am having the Glenfiddich 15 year uh, single malt scotch. Glenfiddich is Scottish for the Valley of the Deer. It's also um, Harry Potter's favorite uh, whiskey. Why are you saying that? Glenfiddich, Quidditch. God, that's just awful. Like, just. What's worse, drunk Michael or sober Michael? Harry Potter jokes. Man. It's really, kind of awful. In the it's run, really right, six but. one, six of one half dozen <laughs> another at this point. I think. Anyway, this. I'm not drunk. Come on, <laughs> just, says the drunk. Just a little warm. Uh, just a little warm. 
God. <laughs> anyway, it's a uh, it's a space side whiskey, which are some of my favorites. You said space space side, S P E Y side space side. It's one of the regions of Scotland, and they have distinct whiskeys in each of the regions that have different characteristics. So there you go. There you go. It amazes me how much you guys know about alcohol. Yeah. They just make it up. Probably do. Inside the <laughs> They just put it inside this whale and they and they the blubber and the fat gets into the the uh, the, the beer and it comes out like a real frothy head. <laughs> That's like Matt and Brad when they're talking oh, about beers. Good God. I don't even want to be here. Really. I could have just sat at my own house and drank. Oh. Yeah, here we are. Oh. Alright, so um that's so, hashtag whale whiskey. Is that where we're landing yeah. on that? <laughs> hashtag whale whiskey. Yeah. Well, whiskey doesn't have a uh, frothy head, though. Uh, can you just move on? Move on. All right, uh, let's go into the news feed. Um, who wants to go first? Go ahead, Matt. So, mine's not really news feed. I have a question. It was a question I kind of saw. It made the rounds a little bit in social media. It was kind of a legitimate question, a decent question, just to sort of contemplate is what's the first sort of national or worldwide news story that you remember? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, how far back can you remember to, like, what was the one thing you were, like, you were really aware of this, like, uh, the implications of this? I would this? say the Challenger disaster. That was mine. That's that's one that kindergarten. I Kindergarten. I was in kindergarten. I can very distinctly remember that. Are you sure we were that. in kindergarten? Yeah. I thought we were in we first grade. 86. Yeah. No, I remember it was, it was kindergarten. 86, I would have been fourth, or, I think I was fourth grade that year. No, I would be, yeah, I would have been fourth grade that year, I think. Yeah, so that would have been kindergarten. It was in '86. Uh, yeah, I was three. Yeah. So I just I thought that was interesting. That's that was the first one I thought of as far back as I can remember it being, and just kind of remember it being a big deal. Like. Yeah. I also remember very vividly. This is a little bit later, and I remember other things in between. But I remember very vividly the start of the first Gulf War, because CNN aired it. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. like live. And I remember just sitting for hours watching their coverage at home, of. The bombing of Baghdad, like, and just being utterly fascinated by it. Obviously, things have changed since then for me, but it was just like that was our first televised war. I can't remember I that. Mean, too. It yeah. was the first televised war. I remember being war. terrified by that though. Yeah, watching oh, yeah. that. Like, yeah. Dang. Oh, people are dying. That's yeah. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't know which one is which. I don't know which one came first. <laughs> one is uh, O.J. Simpson. White, mm-hmm. white Bronco. Oh, yeah. It's like, what does this even mean? Right, Why yeah. are we watching a dude? <laughs> a 12 mile, 15 mile an hour pursuit down um, the LA freeway. And I don't even know when that happened. Oh, no. 90s, early 90s. It was early 90s. Yeah, early. So was no, 90s. it wasn't that early because I was. The trial, 96, I think was when the. Anyway. The other one was uh, Bill Clinton with uh, Monica, Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky. Yeah. What happened with that? June 9th. Uh, the yeah, trial was... Like, can you explain what happened? The trial was June 9th. There was a cigar involved. I didn't really understand the details. There was a there cigar was a, a cigar, involved. a blue dress, semen, something like that. So. <laughs> Some sailors. I'm not sure. <laughs> Might have been a couple of cigars. Do you know she's well. a motivational speaker now? Oh, that's I'd great. like for her to motivate me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. 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 That was just, I didn't even, I didn't even think that through before I said it. No, oh, I can tell. Yeah, obviously. You definitely didn't. That's pretty obvious. Um, That's going to be the part of this that you just hear, I wish she would, and you just hear no, nothing. Yeah. Me. <laughs> like um, just bleep it out. I, uh, I mean, I'm sure she's nice enough. Yeah, probably. Sure probably means well. 
I'm surprised she's had been able to have any semblance of a life after that whole yeah. debacle. Yeah. I wonder so. what her motivational like platform is. I don't know. I think she talks about being on her knees. Bullying and <laughs> oh my god. God. Jeez. Michael is in real <laughs> wow. Shoot. Oh. Good. Sorry. I, what do you think she talks about? Can we have Michael have a clause of silence for the rest of the night? Oh. Man, that was too far. I think I would like to take a moment to apologize to Monica Lewinsky and her family and whatever children she may have by now. No, I don't know. I think that would have made the news if she had kids. Yeah. <laughs> don't say anything. Like don't. Okay. Just move on. <laughs> okay. I'll try not to. What's, what's your news feed item? Uh, my, I have two. Uh, I got a twofer here. Uh, let me find it here in the news. Um, <laughs> so I have two. Uh, the first one is um, it is a picture. Uh, of a sloth. It's a sloth selfie. This dude uh, was uh, a tour guide and uh, he saw a sloth and he was particularly photogenic. Um, saw it hanging in the tree and then uh, decided he was um, going to take a selfie with it. And, and it's it's a beautiful, beautiful picture. It really yeah, is um, funny. Let me turn this around. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it literally <laughs> looks like the guy has a selfie stick. Yeah, and kind of perched above it, and it's like he's just laying back. He's got like one arm behind his head. Yeah, this sloth is yeah. living the good life. He really is. It's pretty it's the funny. One time that selfie stick is appropriate. It yeah. is right. Yes, that's proper so, use. Uh, of my wife's uh, uncle got bitten by a sloth in Costa Rica oh, a few years ago. There was actually a YouTube huh. video of it. Yeah. That was impossible. Yeah. My brother is terrified of sloths. <laughs> so my brother Andy uh, seems like a very specific. Has he ever um, met one? Uh, he has seen them. Um, so one of my favorite things to do is to walk up to him very, very slowly, like sloth speed, and just like try to give him a hug, <laughs> and he just freaks out. Um, it's but, a very specific phobia. Yeah, it's I don't slothophobia maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but my other one. Um, uh, hold on, wait, wait. How can he not have this queued up? But. Okay. My other one is, uh, so you guys um, may have heard me talk about earlier, uh, Pokemon Go. You guys, yeah, you guys I've heard it? about it. It's like everywhere right now. So Pokemon Go is a new app that, um, well, the, you guys are going to hear this on Wednesday night, Thursday, uh, almost a week ago. Yeah. Um, for, for me in real time, uh, yesterday, um, it launched. So uh, I got this app. It's pretty sweet. Um, been talking to Walker Texas Ranger on it, Janet Walker Texas Ranger, um, trying to figure out how to play Pokemon. I've never played Pokemon in my life, but yeah, like, that was way after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah was, it was. It was uh, way after me as well. Um, but it's like um, geocaching for people who know what geocaching mm-hmm. is. Um, but there's little um, Pokemon's that you can go and, and grab. Let's get the GPS map. I kind of wanted to see while we're sitting here. If, there if, any Poke- my house. if there's any Pokemons in, in Matt's house. So while that's loading... Why would there be? I don't understand how it works. Well, I think they just, they're just out in the wild. you got to go catch them. you got to throw Pokeballs around them. Um, that, that I literally didn't understand a word I mean, did, you just Do people said. put them there? Or? Yeah, no, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Like, they're, they just, they, they're, they, I don't know what the origin of them is like how they show up. I don't know if they're Charizard or GTFO, when, man. When two when Charizard. two Pokemons get together, I imagine that's how they are made. Um, <laughs> oh my god, Pokemon me. 
Um, Who are you? I don't know. What are you Who at this knows? point? What I'm, are you? I'm just a shadow of myself. Apparently. Um, anyway, so um, so literally, this launched yesterday, um, in in podcast land when the time machine when we got back in that area. Yeah. So um, so a teen goes outside and let's playing Pokemon Go mm-hmm. outside per usual. Uh, they find a dead body. What? Somebody found a dead body playing Pokemon Go. Um, so, I mean, it's getting people out in places they've never been, trying to catch well, these apparently. Pokemons. And um, that is terrible. Yeah, they found they found a dead body. Uh, they were looking for a, uh, a water uh, Pokemon that was near <laughs> well, the river, one. and they found a body floating in the water. Um, and well, that's uh, gonna ruin that game forever, isn't it? Yeah, well, um, I'm like Michael's like, no, I think it makes it better. Yeah, it makes it awesome. Well, I mean, you're going in places, getting people, it's getting nerds outdoors. Yeah, it is. So, which is it, what which we is all just do. definitely great. Hashtag I mean, it's getting them, getting them out of their mom's basement. Hashtag so, nerd doors. Hashtag outdoor nerd. I don't know. Um, but they, the <laughs> the sheriff's office uh, in in the report said that uh, discovered by a local resident who was walking. In the area, um, uh, and then Shauna said, "I don't know who Shauna is. I didn't read this very well, apparently." Uh, Shauna, Shauna, we're super shocked by that. Uh, Shauna's related to somebody in this story, um, but uh, Shauna said that the girl Shayla is her name. Oh, her mother's Shauna. Oh my! Shauna. Oh my God! Just read the story. She says Shayla. Shayla was upset at first, but now she's better. Um, <laughs> There is no evidence. It only takes her, you know, maximum of two days to get she over saying a dead body. That helped a lot. Um, there's no evidence of foul play. Uh, it appears to be accidental in nature of the death. Um, and uh, many people joked. In fact, Matt here joked that uh, somebody would get in a wreck on playing Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and that's has happened as well. That's great. I can't wait yeah. to die on the edge. Yeah, that's just really some great. Some dickhead is playing Pokemon. I drive 1,300 miles a week really looking forward to Ugh. that. But I really like, so this, this Getting article. run off the road by some ass looking for Charizard. That's just exactly what I need. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, this article is posted at 5.09 p.m. And then at 7.18 p.m. there was an update. And it says, speaking to Kotaku, which is the website, um, Shayla says she did not capture the water Pokemon (laughs) 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 Um, that that she was after because she stopped playing to call the police. Well, thank God for that. (laughs) Uh, They were just like, okay. And then she was extremely scared and didn't know what to do. So she was shaking and crying. Thank you for sacrificing for the betterment of humanity, I guess. Well, some of these Pokemons are pretty rare. Alright, can we just, move on? My turn. Actually, Todd, go ahead. Uh, the verdict is there are no Pokemons in your house right now. <laughs> Thank God for that. I'll let you know. I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll keep you updated. You do that. Alright. All right. Todd, go right ahead. Alright. Um, so I really like uh, photography. Um, I, I do photography. He's very photography, good at it too. Mm-hmm, yeah. That kind of thing. Um, so I found this article, and it was on the HuffPost on there, um, Arts and Culture. But the title is Haunting Portraits Show Hunters at the Spots They Killed Their Trophies. And they're all taxidermied at that point. <laughs> what? And it's just absolutely... Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's... That, that's a... That's ridiculous. Who kills steal. a seal? What an Wait. asshole. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, these are just... Horrible. <laughs> Some of them are freaking hilarious. But there's a bear... 
So it's just, oh, it's just hunters with the head of a hippopotamus. Just the stuffed, yeah, whatever the stuffed, stuffed whatever they stuffed. Um, that was that was a, with a. I go back to that one. A that woman was, in a dress with three cheetahs. Three cheetahs. I think it's a mama and her two. Oh, that's two good. Kids. I'm uh, pretty sure that was. Uh, you were the worst. Eli Manning, one one f- further up. Yeah, it's yep. an Eli Manning. Yep, Eli Manning. <laughs> no, it's, it's not Eli Manning. It's Pierre. Uh, what was the name? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but there's a moose and there's a wolverine. Oh, well, dude, that's a Mongolia. Teeth. Old Chinese guy. That's yeah. Mongolia, dumbass. I mean, he looks oh, like yeah. he's like 110. No, it's a yeah. mutt jack. It says what? Yeah, that's not. Yeah, a, it was one with a mutt jack. That's not nearly as impressive. Okay, never I've killed mutt. Oh, there's oh, there's a Wolverine. Wolverine. Oh, look at that guy, though. dude. He looks like James Bond. He looks no. Pig. He could play James Bond. He looks Russian. He looks like a James Bond Russian. villain. People that I mean, kill exotic just, African wildlife could suck it. I mean, yes. it's just nuts. I mean, yeah, that's weird. I don't know how I feel about taxidermy. Most of it's just weird. There's part of me that would like to have a, uh, <laughs> a taxidermy business. No, a, a taxidermy a, owl. A giant grizzly bear in your house. In my in the library, some kids come in. It's just right there on my desk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's but, nice. I mean, the portraits are cool. I mean, it, he's a good um, photographer, but the subject matter is just odd. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. One of these podcasts, the Matt and I need to tell the story about how we bought one of our friends from college a oh uh, stuffed God, goose dude. for his wedding. Yeah. Like a taxidermied goose. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. Like wings spread, oh the whole thing. And we wrapped the way we wrapped it. Why don't we just wait, tell the story? Let's just tell a story. Just tell you're already there. Just tell us. Okay, so so our friend Steve Potts, I don't know if he's listening or not. If you're not, if you are, hi, Potts. Potts. Um, he was kind of the butt of most of He's basically Michael. He was the butt of most of our jokes. <laughs> he was Michael 1.0. He was Michael 1.0, yeah. He was the original beta version of Michael. So <laughs> he was just testing So out. we didn't hear from him. Like, he moved to Illinois. He's a minister in Illinois. And he moved to Illinois. We didn't hear from him for him. He was in your wedding. Like, yes, he, he was, was one of my grooms in my wedding. Yeah. Lived next door. We lived next door in the dorm. Like, we were friends. We were accountability partners, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, we were good friends. Mm-hmm. He, we all graduated. We didn't hear from him for three or four years, at least, something like that. I was in my first ministry. All of a sudden, in the middle, we get an invitation. His wedding is in two weeks <laughs> in Illinois. We're like, uh, so we have to go. So we have to go. Yeah, so we absolutely had to go. So Brad and I and our friend Brad Piggins, who will be on this podcast eventually, decided we were all going to go together. And like, we need to get him a gift. And so Pickens and I, our friend, went to a basically a flea, essentially a flea market. Big giant flea market. And we like, wanted we, to get a moose head. We wanted to get him a stuffed moose head. <laughs> However, stuffed moose heads run about nine hundred dollars. Like he's not, expensive. It's expensive. Crazy. So we kept looking around and looking around. It took us like an hour to find something. We finally found a, a stuffed goose with a wingspan of what? Four feet? Yeah, it was huge. At least huge. four feet. Yeah. Wings spread wide open, like a four foot stuffed goose. For what ninety dollars? Yeah, something. Like a hundred bucks. So, so we went thirty bucks a piece together. Our wives were pissed. <laughs> My wife was we, so mad. We dropped thirty bucks a piece on this stupid dead bird. So, Brad and Pickens got together to wrap it, and what they did in order to get it wrapped, they took boxes and had to tape the boxes together to get this thing to fit. So it's like a four or five foot long box and it has wings and like as so it's, it's like it's like a it's like a cross that like and we wrapped it in bright pink like happy birthday teddy bear and teddy bear teddy bear wrapping yeah. paper yeah so we go to this wedding and like the, the wedding's fine yeah. and whatever we saw him it was good to see him again we hugged you know talked for a little bit whatever anyway so we go to the reception which was next door to the church and we walk we get the thing is in pick, barely fit in Pickens' trunk. Yeah. It was so wide. So we picked this thing up out and we carried in and put it next to the but rest we of the carried it in. There's two people having to carry this thing. Yeah. It each has a wing. 
And we walk in and we sit it right at the foot of the table, the yeah. gift table. Yeah. So, so like, like people are walking in. We just stood there. People are walking in, and you'll see them look and just stop and look, like a double take. Like, what the hell is that? Like, I have no idea. So that we get an email like two weeks later. Get an email from our friend. He says he's recounting the story. He's like, so we're opening our gifts the day after the wedding, and my wife. My wife says, "Oh, let's look at this one. I'm curious to see what it is." And he's sweating because he knows who. Well, it's no, from. she didn't know. She goes, she, "She read who it was from." Yeah. She goes, "Oh," and so she opens it up, opens the front part, and she sees a wing. Sees a wing. She goes, "Oh, it's an angel." Something. He goes, "No, I know these guys. <laughs> this is not no an, This is no angel." <laughs> she's like, so she opens up the other part and sees an eye. She's like, "You open it." So he freaking opens this thing and pulls out this giant freaking bird. And he said her grandfather lost it, like could not stop laughing. And he said, thank you for bringing some dead foul in laughter my into my grandpa's life and dead foul into my home. <laughs> and at one point, he still, I don't, I need to talk to him. He, he had still it had his it church office. mounted in his office. Oh yeah. Gosh. But that, man, that was the, we tell that, I've told that story 30 times to people and it's it, so fun. It was worth the 30 bucks you, you paid. It Absolutely. really was. It well, has brought us so much if joy. Ask, if you ask our wives, it wasn't. Still it it has brought us so much laughter and joy over yeah. the years. I think I've easily heard that story five times. It's been at least easily. 10 years, wouldn't you say? Yeah, oh yeah. It's been at least 10 years yeah. since we did that and we still tell that story and it's still amazing. Good every stuff. Time we tell it. Yeah. Have you heard that story? I think I have, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, so... I'm gonna do mine. What? What? Was he finished? I, I'm done. Yeah, he was. Oh, I was gonna ask yeah. a question about nobody cares. What kind of African animal you'd like to eat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to even say to that. I really don't. What kind do you want to eat? I want a zebra burger. <laughs> zebra steak. Oh my a god. Nice I, I don't know what to even say. I really don't. Like I have no idea what to Just say. If to you that. had to, don't don't come at me, Peter. Um, <laughs> If I had to eat an African animal. Yeah. Hippopotamus? I might do hippopotamus. It's probably a lot of fat. Mm, yeah, it's pretty gross. It's pretty yeah. fat. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd try lion. I'm thinking lion. Yeah, I'd eat lion. I bet, it, I bet it's good. Well, that's I bet, I bet zebra is good, too, actually. I bet you'd feel really good about it. A giraffe lion. shank. Shank <laughs> giraffe shank. Just giraffe neck. <laughs> it's like an eight-foot-long leg <laughs> on your table. It's a piece of neck. Finishes in under half an hour, your meal's free. All right, my turn. All right. Okay, so the, the headlines on Nidorama.com. Girl trains a cow to jump like a horse. <laughs> I, it, it's not even that good of a story, but the picture. I came across this just today, and apparently it's... this per, The per, the Nidorama person says, somehow I missed this fantastic story when it came out three years ago. So, here's the picture. <laughs> Holy <laughs> It looks like a bad Photoshop. It, it, does, it looks it like it's something from The Onion. Okay, it's from Germany. That's, um, that's not surprising. Teenager Regina Mayer lived in her family's dairy farm in Laufen, Germany. Her parents wouldn't allow her to own a horse, so she trained a cow to take a human rider and respond to commands. Wow. That's so, dedication. Yeah. Uh, so it, it responds to go, stand, or gallop. So... Does she saddle it? Meyer, yes. She bareback it. It has no. It has a saddle on it. Hey, did you? This reminds me of. <laughs> saddle up your horses. Oh my goodness. Ah, We got a trail to blaze. <laughs> Who was that? Steve Chapman. I, I want to die. Uh, I anyway, just, I just so, want to die. So. She said, said Meyer began creating small jumps for her uttered friend. Once merely riding her became too boring. 
<laughs> I had to show Luna, who's the name of the cow, everything and to bribe her with carrots and sugar. Now she can jump over one meter. That's three feet. Oh, three gosh. freaking feet. I mean, has the cow I had to lose like weight? I don't know. <laughs> but the picture is amazing. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I ran across that just this morning. I was like, yeah, that's that's, that's got to be the one. Yep, that's yep. a good one. There's a video too, but I won't play the that's video. Right. But there's a video on the on the article as well. So yeah. I love how we both of us brought like newsfeed pieces that had to do with pictures <laughs> for an audio podcast. We're really good at podcasting. We're yeah. really good at this, guys. <laughs> Send us your money. All right. Um, did, did, have we got it the horn? That's it, yeah, yeah, I don't even remember what you did. I did the, what was your first news story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First news story you I've slept since then. Gosh. All right. Oh, inebriated Michael is the best Michael. Yeah, so this is um, yeah. uh, part two of the... the uh, Cosmic Christ, Michael. No, the Christ Consciousness. Same I Christ. was going to say Cosmic Christ, yeah. but you guys aren't calling it that. You're calling it we call the Christ both. Consciousness. We call it both. All right, that's what we're going to... Take yeah. us away. What do you mean? <laughs> so, well, you know, Michael's going to take a nap while yeah. we talk. In our, <laughs> In order for this one to make sense, you have to sort of listen to last week's, obviously. Yeah, go back and watch, um, listen to that. Because this is part two of, of that series. Um, electric we, Boogaloo. We finished up... Oh, my God. Christ Consciousness 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> the Cosmic Cupcake Christ. I'm still, still rooting for that one. God. Oh, wow. We should just go ahead and stop now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> So last week we ended with a couple different things. One, we talked about that passage in Acts. It talks about, for in him we live and move and have our being. Yeah. And we talked about how um, the Christ consciousness being, the, the cosmic Christ being the energy of the universe, the, the, the thing that we are all inside of. Um, and we ended, with the, the, uh, we ended with the phrase, Christ is beyond Christianity. And that's sort of where we're going to take this time. Talk about the implications. Because that's one of the implications, I think, for... This whole idea of Christ being um, a lot bigger than just Christianity—it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, it, it, let me just let me start with a quote from Robert Capon because that just seems like a good place to start. Um, one of our favorite late theologians. He says, "Whatever else this mystery of Christ may be, it is something hidden in this world, in the physical universe. It is not some mystical truth parked way off in heaven, or in some other realm of spiritual reality. It, it's." Because when, when we start talking about theology and you start talking about mysteries like this, it can get very, it's very easy to sort of end up out there. End up out there yeah. and not here. And we're more interested, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know we're interested in here, we're interested in now, we're interested in what this has to do with how we live our lives. Um, and so as we, as we go tonight, that's kind of where we're going to start is just, or kind of just hopefully take this thing is what does this have to do with now? And I know Brad wanted to talk about the new humanity a little bit, and I've got a bazillion passages we could talk about that talks about the implications for sort of the whole world, um, for everybody, not just Christians, not just yes. people who say, oh, I mentally assent to this, um, but for what it means for everybody. So do you have stuff that you want to go ahead and talk go, about? Go ahead and start. And Pull we'll up keep. your grandma. She's going to need to hear this. Yes. Wake her up. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> now she's gone. <laughs> What is he doing? Wow. I yeah. <laughs> tricked you. Todd, I apologize for bringing you on this podcast. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So, 
So Colossians 1, I think, is a good place to start. We mentioned that last week. But he, Paul writes in Colossians, and again, we're going to use a lot of verses this week because, again, we this is the tradition we all grew up with, so this is what we're going to go with. But it, it transcends this our tradition. So um, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles. Now, when the Bible uses the word Gentile, it means basically anybody that's not a Jew, and that's all of us. So unless you're a Jew, in which case you're not a Gentile. So. Yes. So when it says Gentile, just read everybody. Right, so, and that's the thing. Like we've turned that into Jews and Christians, Gentiles are Christians. No, no. like in that day and age, it was there were two types of people in the world. Period. Jew or either not Jew. a Jew or you secular were not a Jew. and non-secular. Basically, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really what it was. So in Colossians, he says, "God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, read everyone else, the glorious riches of His mystery, which is Christ." When Paul uses the word mystery, he's talking about the Christ mystery. So, and then Romans 16 says, the revelation of the mystery hidden from the long ages past, but now revealed and made known. So through this human Jesus, which we talked about last week, who has existed for 2,000 years, was revealed this mystery that has existed from the very beginning, from before the beginning. Um, and what Paul is saying is what Jesus did is made known that revel- that mystery. He made that, ris- that mystery, um, I don't know the word, palatable to all of us. Um, available to all of us. Like a nice zebra hamburger. <sighs> yes, exactly <laughs> like that, Michael. Sounds delicious. Um, and so, so I guess the, the question is, and like I said, I've got a bazillion passages. I don't want to just read them all because that's boring. But like that's where I want to start is this idea that God has made known this I, this idea to all. You know, Rob Bell uses the phrase supracultural. Yeah. Not, not supracultural, like supracultural. That it transcends all cultures. That it, it's not limited to Americans. It's not limited to this organ, this tribe, or that tribe, or a this, religion. A religion. It's it's beyond all of those things. It includes all those things and transcends all yeah. those things. And I think that's something really hard for the church to get their brain around and to accept because it makes. It, I think if if I would go back in time and look at myself fifteen years ago or so, where I would reject this whole idea, um, I, I think it makes us uncomfortable partly because. It doesn't make us quite as special as we thought we were. Yes. <laughs> There's some power that we feel like we hold as Christians. Yeah. Yes. It's like, you know what? I've got this and they don't. That's yep. a great yeah. way of putting that. Yeah. It's winning. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's another way It's of something I have to give to them. Yes. To those people. Yeah. Which, again, puts the power back in your hands. It's yes. just basically Christ becomes an extension of our own ego. Yeah. 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 Well, and one of the, I mean, one of the implications I've written down is that you know, our vision for the world becomes enlarged. When we start understanding the Christ, the cosmic Christ, the Christ consciousness, whatever you want to call it, our vision for the world becomes enlarged because it's no longer about you, it's about all of us. We're we're not standing above other cultures or other religions and saying, well, we've got the answer and you don't because they're freaking saying the same thing to us. We've got the answer and you don't. Mm -hmm. What if we all have the freaking answer and we're talking about the same thing in different language? You'll see this, you'll, you'll hear like, stories of missionaries that will go to some sort of remote tribe in Africa and they'll start talking about Jesus. What they're really talking about is the Christ. They'll start talking about forgiveness and grace and love and compassion. The people will be like, oh, that's what he's called? We've like, we call, start we've, saying we've Jesus, like, oh, we've been calling it, like, oh, we know who that is, but we say, we call it this. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They've had that, they've had the idea but then we just put a different name on it. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Oh, that's what. Yeah, we know. We've called it this or whatever. Yeah. 
that's what you're talking about. It's a right. super cultural yeah. reality. And in Jesus's parables, there's a number of his parables that point to this idea, the parable of the banquet. Yeah. He says, I want my house to be full. Go out into the fields, go out into the roads, go into the highways and byways and bring in whoever you find. I want my house to be full. Um, there, there's something, I mean, it, this isn't just something that we thought of and that we drug out of Paul. It's something that Jesus himself talked about. I mean, the idea that it's it's way beyond, and part of the reason he got killed was because he was saying that, no, 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 this isn't just about Israel. This is about something far bigger than just Israel. It includes Israel, right? and it, it generates from Israel because I am part of Israel, but it includes the Romans. It includes the Greeks. It includes every Gentile on earth. Right. And they, they killed his ass for it because that is not, when you're talking about your tribe not being a special you're not only destroying sacred cows, you're destroying their entire identity. Their self-created identity that we are the ones. We're the chosen people. I mean, the church is basically Israel at this point. We're the chosen people. And that's why we would kill him all over again. When he would, if he comes, and that's why you know, people who reject this idea or reject the three of us for saying this or, you know, Todd being in his... Living where he lives and being the lone progressive voice probably within miles. God, how dare you associate with him? It's their fault. That's, yeah, that's why we become very unpopular and why we are sort of fired from, or people like us are fired from churches because we're saying, no, 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 no. It's not just about you guys. It's about something much bigger than that. Um, once you talk about the new humanity, I think that's a good place to jump in with that. Okay, so, um, just a minute. Um... Brad actually brought his notes today. They're on his iPhone. Yeah, and I've lost them. Um, So Paul says (laughs) that in Christ there's one new humanity. That's the goal. He says there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female. We're all one in Christ Jesus. So what he's saying is we've always taken that to be like, well, as long as we're one in Christ Jesus as long as people meant you know, that just includes the tribe that mentally ascends to Jesus being the Christ, whatever yes. that means. Um, and, of course, every church, every... Agreeing to doctrinal doctrinal yes. assertions and things like that. Mental ascent. Yes, mental ascent. Um, so, um, okay, here's what it says. Oh, this is actually in Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he says... Uh, and by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, meaning Jews and Gentiles. In, in himself. Being in himself, there. creating one new humanity, thus making peace. So keep in mind that in that day and age, and you'll, this may sound very familiar now, it was a very tribal society. Yeah. Like all of society, all of the world at that time was just, it was just your tribe. Yeah. And so each tribe had their own gods. They had their own set of uh, doctrines. They had their own set of deities, whatever it may be, and their own set of ideas. And he's saying that through Christ, the Christ, uh, what has happened is that he created, the Christ has created one new humanity. That there's no Jew and Gentile, there's no slave or free, there's no male or female, all are one in Christ Jesus. Through, through what Christ in Jesus did on the cross. Yes. Like that... Like the 2,000-year-old Jesus, what he did as the incarnated Christ somehow, again, that's why it's called a mystery. We don't understand how it works, the dynamics, the metaphysics of it. Somehow it created this new, it erased all those old dividing lines. Yes. And, man, if we if there's a time for that anymore. Oh, my gosh. If there's crazy. a time for that, it's now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, one of the notes I had was that, you know, 
Christ basically represents the death of tribalism. Yes. I mean, he on, when, of all the things he that's destroyed what that's on the cross, I mean, he talks it's about the death of tribalism. When Paul's writing that the the whole point was a new humanity, there's no Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. Like that was the point. It's supposed to be the end of Christ. The Christ is supposed to be the end of tribalism. Mm-hmm. That when you really start getting, and I feel like this is the way it's been in my life, as I've grasped this idea more and more. The more I grasp it, the more I realize how interconnected all of us are. Mm-hmm. Oh, Everybody, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. Like the less I care about a particular tribe, the more I go. We're really all disconnected. Mm-hmm. We're all connected. Yeah. That's um, why there's. That's why you know we've talked about this before. Is <laughs> Michael just touched Brad. Thank you, buddy. I just wanted to be connected to you. That was very nice. It was sweet. It was a sweet moment. I mean, I think that's why, like, you know, we've talked about this podcast before. Like, I know when we talked about quote unquote gay marriage, the title was Gay Marriage, aka Marriage. This is the death of labels. There's no longer my black friend, my Mexican friend, my white friend. It's just my friend. It's no longer, you know, it. It's the death of all of those labels. And I understand there are times where, like, you want to... Def- I understand there are times that labels are sometimes appropriate to say, to differentiate between two, but whatever. But the idea that there's a difference between me and my black friend or uh, me and my Mexican friend or me and, you know, my gay friend or whatever, like, there's no difference. Like, we're literally all one humanity. And, and science backs us up by the fact that we all share basically all but about 0.2% Point zero two percent of our DNA. Yeah, the the differences that we focus on so much are pretty much zero when you look at a DNA. Like it's it's literally just the color of your skin, essentially. I mean, that's really about it. Or the language you use. Yeah, like those are the two big differences Mm -hmm. anymore, and they're not differences. Right. And so it's again with with the shootings in Dallas and the shoot the the two cops who killed the basically executed the black guys on the street. Like now more than ever, we freaking need this understanding. Yeah. And we're not getting it. I mean, some people are getting it. I hope that will start to spread. But that's what we need more than ever is just to understand there's there's one humanity. Yeah. I do want to say, though, I, I, I mean, given today's the climate today, like um, there is a little bit of a difference, too. I don't want to discredit other people's struggles, too, like especially when it comes to, like, uh, Black Lives Matter. Oh, I want to be really clear that, like, I can't speak for you guys, but me, I'm Black Lives Matter. Oh, sure. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But I think even that not is all about... lives matter. Because um, right. I had a, a friend on Facebook just this week who, after all this, is just like, I don't, I wish I wasn't black anymore. I wish I didn't have to yeah. deal with this anymore. Yeah. I've always been segregated. I've always been this person. But black Lives that Matter black is, the, is a movement of equality that's supposed to say, well, of course, like, they say Black Lives Matter because they don't feel like their lives matter. Yeah. Like, it should be. All lives matter. Yes, of course. But the reason the Black Lives Matter exists is because the, because the black community doesn't feel like they are included in the All Lives Matter. Like, yeah. and I and I totally get that. Like, I understand. I get why they feel that way, and they should feel that way. Like, and so it that that movement in and of itself, saying Black Lives Matter, is wanting to move humanity more towards this idea. Yeah. yeah, that there is shouldn't be these tribes. Like, yeah, we we hundred percent support that idea. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, and that's what we're saying. Yeah, I, just, I just want to be clear. Yeah, like, really, no, absolutely. No, I, I'm glad you did sure. bring that up because, yeah, no, I'm not one of those. Well, I'm just going to put hashtag All Lives Matter. It's it's stupid. Like, yeah, because to say that you're saying that to discredit the Black Lives Matter movement, and don't tell me you're not. Yeah. Um, no, we're totally on board with that. But like I said, even that movement in and of itself is about what we're talking about here. Yeah. To yeah. be part of the global community yeah. where nobody should be targeted 
unfairly for the race for, for the, the race for the, for the like whatever. if we all understood how interconnected we are you wouldn't need a movement like black lives matter yeah. Yeah. because it would just be that way yeah um that's a, that's a really good yeah that's a good that's a good category yeah. yeah i appreciate that that's good yeah uh man where are we gonna go now um let's go with this verse in Ephesians. um I had this one actually highlighted because it goes back to the idea of tribalism and stuff. Paul says in Ephesians 2, he says, Therefore remember that formerly you who were Gentiles, which is freaking everybody, who were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who called themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human beings. And there so, you go, more tribalism. More tribalism. It's tribal. It's, it's these very specific identifiers. You're either in or you're out. We should do a podcast on circumcision. <laughs> Can we circumcise you? Too late. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Uh, before that devolves any further. Uh, verse 12, he says, Remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in this world. But now, because of what, in, in Christ Jesus, because of what the incarnate Christ did through the, the man Jesus, you who were once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Like, you're included. Yes. Now. And, and I think this is one of the things where, like, you were always included. If we believe in the cosmic Christ, we believe in the incarnate Christ, you were always included. Yes. Um, and now it's it's 100% obvious. And Paul's saying, look, this is the way things have been. This is the way things have always been. You are included. Um, in Colossians 3, he says this powerful passage in Colossians, in Colossians 3. He says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. Like, you're included, period. Hidden with the if, Christ. If you, draw God, blood, yeah. if you draw breath... Your life is included in Christ. I don't think it's easy for us to understand. I mean, we should be able to understand it because it's not really any different today. But to understand how revolutionary this idea of what Paul was actually saying then. We don't, like, we don't get it now. I know. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, no, But right. think about it. I mean, it's almost 2,000 years ago. Yeah. A guy is going, yeah, there's actually not any tribes. It's all just one tribe. Like, we're all just one tribe. Yeah. He I was mean, revolutionary. I mean, beyond like in, beyond. I mean, when yeah. I say when we say revolutionary, we mean like unprecedented in human history. Paul is literally two thousand years ahead of his time. <laughs> like, unprecedented yeah. in human history. Yeah. For any sort of religion, any sort of thought process to go. <clears throat> yeah, there really shouldn't just be a bunch of tribes. It should really just be one tribe. Yeah. Unprecedented in human history. Like so, when people talk about like, well, the Bible's not progressive. You're just not reading it right. No. Like it was. Insanely progressive now, yeah. and even so, more, even more so then. Right. I mean, for him to go, yeah, in Christ, the Christ. Once again, you don't just read Jesus there, the Christ. We're all one. Yeah. We're all one in Christ Jesus. Remember when he says, "If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation." Mm-hmm. Like so. Once again, we've turned that into a religious statement of mental assent. Oh, well, I'll just say Jesus is the Christ. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I accept him as my personal Lord and Savior, and all of a sudden I'm a new creation. No, no, no. Like, this is basically saying anybody, this is accessible to anybody, and anybody that grasps this idea of the Christ consciousness is a new creation. Yeah, sure. And I feel that in my own life. I am a new person compared to what I was yeah. 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how it opens yourself up. Oh, my you. gosh. I mean, yeah. your eyes are just like... Yes. I mean, it completely changes everything. It does. I mean, it really does. It changes so, how you interact. It changes how you see everybody. Yeah. It changes, I mean, literally everything. Let, let's put Todd on the spot because we can do that. Can Who do you think you are? <laughs> so, like, you know what? You're, you're, you're a guest host in this case, not necessarily a guest. We'll, 
It we was will, Brad. It was Brad. <laughs> it was. We will ask you this. Like, where did this journey for you start? Like, at what point? I mean, how long have you sort of been in this? I know Brad and I pretty much fuck you up at some point. Like, right. Um, it, well, it's funny. Like, I don't even know if you did that necessarily, but I think I've always been going towards this way. Yeah, sure. Because, but I've never been allowed to. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, a really good distinction. That's a good distinction. You know, and it's funny, the, the church we go to now, which is interesting because my wife and I were just talking the other day, if we did not go to this church, I'm not sure that we would go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. But, but this church, too, has allowed us to open our thoughts to anything we want, basically. Mm-hmm. We've never had that before. So I think, especially starting going there was a big part of that. But even, and this has been a little over two years ago, um, but even before that, a year or two is when um, it really started, yeah. I think. And um, and there were all different kinds of things that, and I can't even like pinpoint like, okay, it happened at this point. Sure, right, right. But I mean, there were, and I, I remember reading like Rob Bell in mm-hmm. college, like Velvet Elvis when it came out. And like, it was like, like a lot of people started on this journey when Rob started reading Rob <laughs> Bell. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rob, Rob is fucked up moralizing yeah. probably in, some ways, in the he, best possible he's way. Like, he's like the today's Paul. In some, yeah, in no, some I, cases, I would agree with I would that. Agree with that. Um, I don't think he would like that. Label. No, but, I mean, I totally, but that's a good analogy. It's a great analogy. Yeah. In yeah. the way that you were talking about mm-hmm. him. But I think that's that was a big part for me. Um, and then just never really liking, especially like theology. Like I always like to study it, but I'm like, I just don't like this. I'm like, it's just, <laughs> it's just boring as shit. It's boring it's, it's just it has daunting. no relevant, yeah. relevance yeah, at it's all. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, how, how the hell do I even apply this to what right. mm-hmm. I'm living every day? And that was that was a yeah. big part well, for me. It's like, I, I want to live everything out. It's like, I can't do that with this little box, yes. basically, that yeah. you're in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we went to four years of Bible college, and there was no talk of application at all. It was just no, theories no. and systems of theology. And there was never any talk of, like, this is how this should probably be. And it wasn't really, you weren't even really taught how to think. There were a couple professors yeah. I can remember. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, you were just told was, this is it. Yes, this, this is, is the way it because is. this is our way of seeing right. things. This is what you're going to teach. And once again, good guys, good people. Right. Oh gosh. Like, yeah, yeah. Wonderful people. Yeah. I would. I don't regret them at all. I don't look down upon them. At all. They're great people. No. I wonder if they regret you. Well, that's they, a very distinct possibility. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd be allowed on campus at this point. No, but, probably not. Um, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. I well, I'm like I mean, one of the questions I have too is, I feel like this, or I guess is a statement, but. I feel like this is more of a problem in Christianity than any other quote-unquote religion. Yes. Why? Why do you think that is? Well, I would say it's... I think Christianity and Islam are the two that have the biggest problem going. Maybe there's other ways to think. Like, I think those... And and here's the thing. Like, there's really... The only difference between radical Islam and radical Christianity are bombas. You have the same flawed, shitty view of your God. Yeah. Like, it, there's no difference in how they think of the divine. We're mm-hmm. right and everybody else is wrong and screw you if you don't like it. The only difference is, like, the response to The that. response yeah. to it. Like, there's right. no, but and I remember telling years ago, I remember having that, I had this revelation of, like, <coughs> oh, my Lord, Pat Robertson is no different than a radical imam in yeah. freaking Iraq yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. saying the same shit. Mm-hmm. Just talking about the, using a different name for God. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are, and there's, but they're, they're, they're the same view. It's, it's the same flawed view of the divine. Yeah, that it's just about this tribe, yeah. and if you don't want to be a part of this tribe, we'll go to hell. It's tribalism to the extreme. And one group yeah. goes, "I'll send you to hell with a bomb vest," and the other mm-hmm. group goes, "Well, we'll just assign you to hell, wait for you to die, and yeah. then you'd have fun." You We're know what I'm saying? About like, how there was right. no hope for you, and, right? Yeah, I mean, so there's no difference at all in that. Uh, but I would say those two groups more than any other. But I think I don't know. I don't know why that is. 
I'm not sure. I mean, you, we could probably trace, you know, 2,000 years of church history and watch mm-hmm. the development of it. Yeah. Probably started with Augustine. Not Augustine. Constantine. Constantine. In 313 when it became the official state religion of Rome. Right. And then you have something to defend. Like before there was no defending anything. We just lived this way in opposition to Rome. And then when Rome was like, well, we want a part of that. Well, now you've got to defend it because it's part of a nationality. Yeah. It's part of a national identity. And it just, and then, so then it became about the state tribe. Yeah. And the, this is off, way off topic, but the church has always flourished when it's been at the margins. It's still, it's still that way. Yeah, right. always. That it's always flourished when it's in the margins. And right now the church is just floundering because it's trying to gain so much political power. Well, one of the, right. one of the, government power. I mean, one of the fastest growing churches in the world is in China and it's illegal. It's underground. Mm-hmm. It means va- most of it's underground and that's like, it flourishes in those mm-hmm. things. Uh, when it's not baptized by the state, I mean, when it's baptized by the state, you get this country. Yeah. Yeah. Like anyway, that's, right this now. is way off base, but yeah, that's. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I only thing I can think is just how it's become that once it be, and, and I think it's probably, it probably when it gets tied into nations and other in tri- tribes, a specific tribe, and in both cases is in both cases that's nation, yeah. it's part of nation states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, anytime a, it ha- it becomes the official religion, a religion becomes the official religion of a state, it goes to hell in a handbasket in yeah. a hurry, yeah. because then you have to defend it as part of your tribal identity. Instead of just this non-tribal like yeah. worldview, so yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, I, th- I feel like this whole thing is going to be a little scattered. I think that's okay because there's a lot of different uh, implications. Yeah, there's a lot say. of implications to the cosmic Christ. So I'm going to bring this up a little bit too because a writer, his name's Cornelius Plantinga, Plantinga, which is a fantastic name. <laughs> you just made that up. No, it's really right here. I got the book upstairs. Um, he says that the fall the, in Genesis three. Man eats the fruit. God brings right. him out of garden. Probably metaphor. Sure. Fine with totally that. Totally Anyway. Yeah. Either way, at the fall, it, it, he says that the fall is caused four divisions. One is our divi- we're, man is separated from God. We have a, we're, a division. we're at war with God now, essentially. We're divided from creation. We're divided from each other, and we're divided from ourselves. And I, I was thinking about this this the last couple weeks as we've been talking about the kind of processing through the cosmic Christ and what we wanted to talk about. And I think when you look at Colossians, God says He's reconciling all things in heaven and on earth to Himself through Christ. I think that that reconciliation is not just to God. That's where we stop. But the reconciliation is to God. We're being reconciled to the creation itself. We're being reconciled to each other. And we're being reconciled to ourselves. And at, the, at some point, that's all going to coalesce together and the world will be literally reconciled. Yeah. It's called the kingdom. That's yes. the kingdom. Yeah. And basically what it is, it's a restoration of all shalom, which was the Hebrew word for peace, which we translate peace, but it was really about, as a word that sort of signifies wholeness and completeness. Because the way we define sin, the way we define wrongdoing is anything that disturbs shalom, whatever that looks like, in yourself, in others, in the world. Um, anything to disturb shalom is sin. And so what, what I think that Christ is doing through the sacrifice of Jesus is reconciling our, us to God, to creation, to each other, and literally to ourselves. That's something we don't think about very often, is that we need to reconcile to our own selves because we're at war with ourselves. I mean, I think all of us have probably yeah, experienced that yeah. at some point. Every day. That we're at war <laughs> with our own selves. Um, so I'll, I'll just toss that out there. If you guys have comments, Yeah, I fine, think but. I think that's a good point to bring up and you get there's in John the resurrection account in John 
is so freaking amazing. John is probably the most theologically, it is the most theologically minded gospel of the four gospels. It's definitely a mystic. So you get Jesus appearing to Mary after his resurrection. And it just has this almost throwaway sentence where it says, Mary sees him and mistaking him for the gardener. Yeah. Like, Hmm. it's easy to sort of gloss over that and be like, it's just a thing. Well, understand that, like, every writer of the Gospels was trying to say something specific about what had happened. There are no throwaway details. There's no throwaway details. And so what the writer is saying is that when you live this Christ way, this Christ consciousness, whatever you want to say, when you live in that reality, it brings everything back to the garden. Yeah. So you get in Genesis 1, you have a place of perfection, the, the Garden of Eden, whatever. And that in Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus, that that's when, you're, when you put to, to death your old way and you're raised to new life, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say, when you live in this Christ consciousness, you end up bringing back the Garden of Eden in some fashion. Yeah. So if you can get, like... So obviously the sort of utopian idea would be people on every person on earth living in this way and you end up back in the garden. Yeah. That's the point. Like before everything went to shit. Schlit. Everything went to schlit. <laughs> well done. Good call back, Michael. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, before everything went to schlit, you you have this this place where we're where there's a union with the divine. In that when you die to yourself, you're raised to new life as Jesus was, that it brings it back to Eden. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the goal, that's the point. It's this gigantic, massive metaphor of when people do this in their own lives, that's what happens, mistaking him for the gardener. Like, it's not a, just a throwaway line that in Jesus there was something, like in the Christ, there was this thing that when you live that, that, that way, it takes it back to the way it was supposed to be. Do you know how much richer that is than to have like this literal view? Oh Think gosh, about the metaphorical view. Yeah, there's so much more. Depth oh my to that. gosh, yes. I mean, it's insane. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, you miss like I missed so much just for decades yes. reading the Bible just literally because I didn't get that. Like thinking it was the gardener. Oh, so she just mistook him yeah. for something. Jesus was changed. Whatever. No, no, no. Like it's not what it's saying at all. Yeah. You know, and I still have trouble to this day reading scripture oh me too after you know the sure. 20 plus years of that like mm-hmm. i don't remember the last time i sat down and just read scripture yeah. i can't do it anymore i know i even have a hard time going and listening to a teaching at church it's like i've heard this a thousand times right. I mean, it's like I know. you're telling me the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again but it's like is it really that you know yeah. there's so much more to it yeah i know that's getting off on some no i think that's yeah. a that's a good it's a valid point um i have a, i have trouble reading the Bible too and yeah, I think a lot too. of it is because I read it for so long as a textbook because I was, yes. had to look for teachings as a pastor I had to mm-hmm. mine it for details and all this stuff you were looking for something instead yes of instead of it you. finding me that's a really good mm-hmm. way to put that yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, where are we at time wise we guess we got time or how are we doing <clears throat> I mean probably 59 minutes so right. we probably should wrap it up. Okay. Well, yeah. Let me bring up a couple different things here, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. While you're doing that, I'm going to look for a Pokemon in your house. <laughs> I'm glad you're paying attention. You're you're very you're just you're just a great contributor to this podcast. <laughs> so so anyway, um, we we mentioned that it's a vi- the vision for the world becomes large, and I think alongside that is that you're no lo- you're no longer at odds with other faiths, right? Or you're even you're not even re- or rejecting other faiths. Um, 
you know, in Ephesians, or you know, Paul says to he's the, through Christ, God's bringing, um, bringing all things together in heaven and earth under Christ. And so what it does, it gives us, and I think Richard Rohr talks about this, it gives us a basis for interfaith dialogue. Yeah. Like we can t- I can talk to the Jews. I can talk to yeah. Muslims. I can talk to Buddhists. Yeah. I can talk to atheists about how we can make the world better because we have a common language. We can, we can talk about things differently. Now. Yes. Because it's not about me trying to convince you of something. It's us, how can we make this place better? Um, and I've had those conversations with you know our friend the sassy atheist on mm-hmm. on Twitter. I've had those conversations with her about that. Um, so I think that's one. I think that's one thing that just understanding that Christ does for us. The other, there's another thing. Our view of quote unquote salvation. I know that word makes people itchy. It should. Um, it, our view of salvation changes, and here's why: because it is, it is less to do with personal salvation, which is not a phrase found in Scripture, by the way. It has less to do with personal salvation and more to do with reconciliation, healing the world. Um, you know, tikkun olam, which is the Jewish phrase for healing the world. I mean, you know, the, in C.S. Lewis, to bring it back to Fufi, C.S. Lewis says that, you know, talks about Aslan is on the move. Like, there's something happening in the world that's bigger than us, that's bigger than Christianity, it's bigger than Judaism, it's bigger than Islam, it's bigger than Buddhism, it's bigger than all of us. Something that God is doing, so, the divine is doing something, yeah, whatever think, you want to name that thing, it's something is happening that includes all of us, involves all of us, and takes all of us to make I think the belief in the Christ, the cosmic Christ, the Christ consciousness, is the belief that the world is going somewhere good. Yes. Like, yeah. it's a, it's an eternal hope. Yes. And that the world, it's not, I mean, gosh, like, half the Christians I know are like, well, this place is just going to hell in a handbasket. Can't wait to get yeah. out of here. I mean, yeah. God, we saw Come it. Come to ride. Just the other day when, like, Dallas and Baton Rouge and Minnesota, Falcon Heights and all that crap happened, like... People like I saw so many Christians like, well, just I wish God would Jesus would come back. Praying for Jesus to come back. No, like my that's... favorite was somebody posting, "I wish we'd all be Terrible. No, like you've missed the point. Like and so the whole, but the whole idea, the whole idea behind that is that this place is screwed. Standing still. The whole. Okay. All right. So the whole. The whole point of that is the whole thought behind that is this: this place is screwed, so let's just get out of here. It's done. Jesus, so, come back. This yeah. place is done. Whereas when you start to believe in the Christ consciousness, really grasp that, you start to believe and understand that the world is going somewhere beautiful, mm-hmm. despite things like that that happen, the awful things that still happen. That there's a good that's growing in the world. There's a yeah. flower growing out of the pile of schlit. I guess we could say <laughs> like. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that there's something happening that's good and right and the world is going somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, like, one thing that I've, that has happened for me is I feel like there are more people who are going, who are leaning this way than what too. we think. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Obviously, I think, and this, it's funny. Yes. I don't mean to just say this because I'm here, but I really feel like this podcast is one of those places. You know, the pub is one of those places. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And, and I think, and I mean, Matt and I have been talking about the internet this weekend and how vast everything is open now. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps this in some yes. way. Um, it, it's funny because in the same way, the media and the internet brings it all back down. But I feel like there's more progressing towards this than really what we think. Yeah. People are just hiding because they're yes. scared. One of the, they're scared of what people are going to say. And one think of the about persistent them. comments that we've gotten through private messages and then through the pub or whatever is people going I feel like I finally found people that I've been thinking this for a long time mm-hmm. and it's finally yeah. like oh and like, what's funny yeah. is 15 years ago that's what I 
thought when I found Rob Bell. It's like, oh yeah, that's what I that's yes. what I've been thinking. That's what's yeah. been missing. Like, yes, that's the yeah. language I needed to describe yeah, yeah, what's yeah. been going on in my brain right. that yeah. I had before. Yeah. But, but because you've never been exposed to it either, right. yes. you never were able to put language right. because no one ever said it before. Right. Even yes. though a lot of people were probably <clears throat> thinking it. Yes, and even if they did, like if you did think it, they would be shut down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They are yeah. explained away. Well, that can't be true because yeah. here's why. Here's eight scriptures of why that. Well, can't and here's be the theological reasons as to why that can't happen. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So the final one, the final thought here, and we can probably wrap up with this. I'm gonna wrap up with a couple of scriptures that tie into this. I also have an update on the on the uh, the Pokemon's in your house. I stay tuned. He is the literal worst. <laughs> Pokemon update I, coming. I'm out. not sure I've ever wanted somebody to die so much. <laughs> yes. right now. The like, literal geez. worst. So so just to wrap things up here before Michael just flags this whole thing, um, is I, I think the idea of the cosmic crisis is that you're on the inside. Um, I don't care who you are. I don't care what your faith system or lack of faith system is. You're on the inside. Well, and is there even an outside? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and I think you can you can do two things. You can allow that to give shape and meaning to your story or not. But the reality remains that you're on the inside. Yeah. Um, there's a couple passages that Paul says. Um, he talks about he's talking about the Christ. He said the death that Jesus the Christ died. He died to sin once for all. Once for all, yeah. Like, and then there's another passage that says Christ is all and is in all. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. I and read that growing up, and it was like, at no point did it ever click with me of what that was actually saying. Christ yeah. is all and it is in, in all. all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not some. Yeah. Not just Christians. Yeah. Not Jews. Not like all. Yeah. Um, Gosh. And Romans 12, he says, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Like we're all. One interconnected, interconnected together yep. because of this one, yeah, divine energy, divine spark, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, <coughs> so I, that's probably a good place to start. Yeah, that's, I think it's a perfect um, place to start. And there's there's more implications. I mean, obviously, right. like you could go through scripture and find a zillion implications to this. If you find are, any, if you think of any, send them. Our shoot way. them our way. We'd yeah. love to hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, we might bring them up in the next podcast and just yeah, it'd be cool to hear any aha moments. You yeah, might whatever aha moments sure. you have from reading. Because I even I were going back just kind of glancing through some scriptures like you just you go to you know the the source biblegateway.com because that's where you go um, and just type in in Christ and you, or or in Him and just you go through Paul's letters and stuff and like they have the Duck Dynasty version on Bible Gateway. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might actually be the Duck Dynasty. Version. <laughs> Jesus um, said, "Yeehaw!" Yeah, but just go through those. You go type in in <laughs> Him, type in in Christ, and work through Paul's letters and just look at all these passages and see how they change for you because they did for me. Just reading through them today. Oh man, like it's just, nice. Yeah, uh, it just it totally changes how you read yep. Paul, especially, but mm-hmm. even what Jesus, his ministry did. So. But keeping in mind, in mind that Paul wasn't a moralist, he was no. a mystic. He was a big difference. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's a good place to stop. Hi. Yeah. Um, thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, let's go into feedback. Um, we don't have a five star review. No, he's so happy right now because he's got this he shit eating Michael grin on his face because um, he's about to tell us he found a Pokemon. I found a Pokemon <laughs> in your house. <laughs> It's a, um, it looks like a large mouse with, it's purple. It's got a big old tail. It's, it's a rattata or a rattata. You're a rattata. <laughs> You're, You're a frittata. That's what you are. Rattata, uh, it has a, um, uh, where did it go, man? I don't know. Can we move on? It had a CP of 52, so. I don't even know what that don't is. Don't worry okay. about it. Move on. People care about this. No, no move nobody on. does. Walker, this Texas is... Ranger does, and that's probably it, so move on. She is jealous of the rattata, so. <laughs> It's a polyrotata. 
Um, so no five star reviews. Uh, definitely, uh, we would love some five star reviews. Um, Ooh, we got them pretty consistently, so yeah, we're a little so, early this week. Yeah, we're we're recording on Saturday, days after yeah, our last podcast. Days. So um, it's okay, we forgive you. But next time we want like twelve. So. <laughs> you got you got a week and a half till the next one. Yes. So yeah, pull you it together. Um, we do have some feedback from our last episode. Um, my personal favorite comment now, I know we've talked about our favorite comments, but this one tops it all. Um, Adam Whosoever wrote, At Pastor's Podcast, not even Petra is sacred? Dudes, hashtag, Brad is a racist pile of schlitz. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. That's good stuff. Uh, that was there. a good one. That was my favorite. That's good stuff. Um, and then he, I love that people make up their own hashtags based on what they listen to. Yes, That's been fantastic. It's great. Um, and then uh, later on the next day he said, um, so Christ equals eternal greater than Jesus equals Messiah equals everlasting. Christ equals like cosmic Christ greater than like Christ. <laughs> that schlit blows my mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to break that down. I don't either. It's yeah. very intense. Yeah. Um, and then John at Adversity Gift said, am I crazy or does Michael sound like Doug Benson from Super High Me? Don't know that reference. Uh, oh, Super High Me. Wasn't that the one that where guy. the guy, it wasn't instead of like, it was Super Size Me, this guy decided to smoke like a shitload of weed for oh. 30 days. Apparently that's right. I think it's another documentary like I tried that. to listen to it and I, I didn't get it, so. Um, yeah, Super High Me, yeah. It came out sounds like he's high all the time. Yes. Is that what he's saying? Pretty much. Yes, pretty much. Um, so, I don't know. I'm not, I've never, I've never partaken. Oh, it's this guy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Who that Doug guy Benson. Is. I've seen him in different oh, Doug stuff. Benson. Yeah, I've seen him in different is stuff. Is he a comedian? I think he might be. Oh, yeah. 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 We finally have a name for Sam Abate. We have the correct pronunciation. <laughs> is it Abate? No, it's Close. Ubati. 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 Huh. I think it's oh, no, no, Abate. No, uh, Abate. 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 Oh, okay. I never would have. Oh, so you were <coughs> far off. I was, he it's said just, I was the closest. He so said it was I Sicilian. So. Oh. Yeah. 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 Hashtag Dickie Barrett for president. Hashtag pile of schlit. Um, it still might be the best. It might beat Meg Michael. It might beat Michael's Michael Whale Mouth. Mr. Uh, Abati also wrote, um, I'm still eating cookie dough. Eat right, exercise daily, die anyway. Now, pun- <laughs> <laughs> now punch a right handed bear. Hashtag suck me, FDA. <laughs> I went home and ate a spoonful of cookie dough the other night. Oh, I'm I sure did. did. And then Bros, Bibles, and Beer uh, wrote, hashtag Pilot Schlitt, maybe one of the best hashtags ever. Uh, I also had hashtag Michael Grazing Shirtless. <laughs> but the former is clearly superior. So, <coughs> um, it's, it's closing time. Read us on iTunes. Um, give us a review. Write Please. some words in there. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Get it downloaded into your iPod, Android, all three Windows. of you that have downloaded into Android. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> there's more people on Android, but they're just not using Stitcher. Stitcher, yeah. yeah. We have three active listeners on Stitcher now. Hey, guys. <laughs> Literally tripled. Um, I just looked this morning. Um, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pastorspodcast. And now it's time to find a hashtag. You got any? I don't. No. Oh, okay. I have, I have quite a few. Um... Hashtag um, Cosmic Cupcake Christ. <laughs> He's dying to use that. He really is. Uh, hashtag Saddle Up Your Cattle. 
Saddle up your cattle. Um, hash <laughs> cow horse. No, it's probably out there. <laughs> Hashtag zebra burger. <laughs> Do you guys think Jesus ate zebra? I doubt it. I doubt it. Do you think they don't have zebras in Israel. If they would have had zebras so. in Israel, do you think that you would have ate it? No. Well, maybe. Probably. Was Jesus a meat eater? Well, yeah, I'm sure he was. I don't know. Except for pork, he didn't eat pork, right? I'm guessing he ate lamb. Hmm. Probably. And goat. A hmm. lamb? He ate the lamb? <laughs> now I totally get why you sound like the high dude. <laughs> yeah. That was like the highest sentence <laughs> ever uttered. Lamb, uh, lamb, lamb dude. Lamb. Uh, hashtag dead fowl. Um, hashtag that's no angel. <laughs> hashtag slothophobia. And hashtag just a little warm. Oh, God. I'm not drunk, I'm just a little warm. I like zebra burgers. Zebra burgers wins for me. All right. Tell what you wrote. I like that one. Or saddle up your cattle. That one's a good one, too. But zebra burgers, too. <laughs> Saddle up your cattle. We got got a field to graze. Yes! (laughs) Up top. (laughs) All right. uh, (laughs) Let's go. Let's let's do zebra burger. All right. Hashtag zebra zebra burger. Yeah. Um, So if you listen. Cow horse. Not cow horse. (laughs) Not cow horse. All right. Picture is so good, though. (laughs) Okay. If you've listened to this podcast all the way through, I apologize. Um, really, hit us up at this on point, social if you're media. listening all the way through, you know what you're getting. You know, this, these are the moments where I just cannot believe that we get people that are like, "This podcast is helping me so much." Like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> it is three assholes, and in this case, three and a half assholes oh, talking into a you're it is is half an asshole. Is, yeah. talking into a microphone and just. <laughs> Idiots. They're just idiots. Talking about zebra burgers. Zebra yeah. burgers. Yeah, and my, like... my wife, she she fast forwards to the first and, and doesn't listen to the end. That's all right. She's like, there's more. There's more. Because she loves there. the spoofy part. Yeah. Like, Guessing she's, she's not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the bantering. Hi, Brittany. <laughs> um, she won't hear it. She fast forwards. I'll tell her to listen. Hi, Brittany. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, if you have listened to this, let me just get this free sentence done. Um, <laughs> hit us up on social media um, and do ha- use hashtag ZebraBurger. Um, <laughs> me, I'm at Pastor's Podcast. Brad. At Polly named Brad. At Polly named Matt. At Todd Fife. At Polly named Fife. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just read that one. Um, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. See? Damn it. It's not so funny when you get to be a part of the fun, is it? Yeah. It's all fun and games, so you're actually part of it, and you realize what you get to deal with every week. Uh, Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Let's fire somebody into the sun. It's a double shot this week. It's a double shot. Oh, I gotta! I almost quit recording instead of actually hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Do it. Y'all ready for this? Do it. Do it. I'm gonna go. Hit the button. Thank you. Nine, eight, seven, six, Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort. <laughs> An atheist worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a banana? <laughs> <laughs> uh.